My friends. Okay. Do you get lonely sometimes in college? I know how that feels like. Sometimes it's like a loneliness in everyday things. Sometimes you're fine until you have a big like issue come up. I don't know. But you see people like posting videos of their hashtag friend hashtag <laughs> friendship goals and friend group and all the things and you're like, I don't have that. What's up with that? And you probably want like a Christian friend group, but it seems like they're the ones who are the most petty and judgmental, and that's the exact opposite of what we should be like as Christians, right? Okay, is it lonely in college? I have some advice today, steps today, on how to find a legit friendship friendship group and anchor of community in your life. It's going to be a bit different than you expect. What I mean is there are some different angles um, that I wouldn't have initially thought of. When I say friend group, there are three unique ways to have a friend group. It's with other people, and it's also with yourself and God. So we're going to include those points as well. Um, but college is lonely. Finding support systems in college is a challenge. And one of the greatest things that I had was a weekly group that I was able to connect with in my hometown. And then also uh, at a college, a like Wednesday night group where we went to someone's house and talked about what was going on, had devotions, and ate food together. Like, what an amazing blessing. So, and sometimes... We're the one who needs to develop the group. You know, God might be calling you to do that. Um, but anyways, so this is an interview with a friend from the podcast, Anchors of Encouragement, that um, is just really into being an encourager and having anchors in your life, which are other people to support you, as well as just a healthy relationship with yourself and with God. So let's get into it. Wait, wait, one more thing. Um, since podcasting, I've developed a community of people online with like other Facebook groups and stuff. Even though I haven't met all of them in person, it's still, they give such advice and like support. And I've gotten to the point where I feel like, oh, if I have an issue, I'll just post it in the group and ask, you know, and like I'm immediately getting support and encouragement and prayers and advice. And so if you need that and don't have it entirely around you in person or also want to join our group, we have a Facebook group called the Christian College Girl Community where you can come in and um, post prayer requests, ask questions about your college and money plans. Um, I'll answer your questions like for free. It's just some support in there. So come on over to the Christian College Girl Community. The link is also in the show notes below and we'd love to have you. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, 
grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to do a quick disclaimer. Whoever I'm having on to interview next, I'm so glad that you'll get to hear all this great stuff they have to say. However, I want to clarify that all the opinions expressed in this interview are not necessarily mine, meaning um, if you also you go choose to listen to the podcast or YouTube channel of whoever I'm interviewing. I am not necessarily agreeing with all their views or opinions. I just wanted to clarify that because you always need to pray and use discernment with who you listen to. Obviously, with listening to me as well, you need to do that. Whatever we're discussing in this episode is just what we're discussing and I'm not sure all of this person's opinions on other areas of life and just to please please use discernment and pray over if you should listen to them and their content and if you should listen to me too it applies to everyone thanks so much guys let's get in it hey guys welcome back to money and mental peace I have a treat for you today I have a new person um to come on the podcast, and it's Tim Maudlin. By the way, Tim, is that how you pronounce your last name? Because I probably have never said it in person. That's fine. You're you're oh, close okay. enough. I have been called so many different things. You would be amazed, but <laughs> you you nailed it. So you're good. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Tim is the host of the podcast Anchors of Encouragement, and um, various aspects like perhaps could be applicable to what we're talking about today, anyone listening. His focus is talking um, to adoptive families, and perhaps you out there listening are in that niche. That would be awesome. But he's also just an encourager. And I specifically thought that he would be you know, great to come on today to talk about encouragement and lifelines and the storms of life. But before we get into that, did you have anything else you would like to tell us about you, Tim, little description? And also, how about one fun random fact? I did not prep you for this ahead of time, so I'm making you go under pressure to do a fun oh. random fact. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I'll start with the fun random fact because this okay. came to me. Um, my previous career which I was involved with for close to 30 years was I'm, I'm an architectural illustrator. I guess I'm always going to be an architectural illustrator. So chances are, if you have shopped in any of the larger malls in the country that I probably drew that mall before it was built. Um, and one that I know a lot of people are aware of that you is mall of America in, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And that one, uh, mm-hmm. my my company drew that before it was built. So we were, if you ever seen uh, images where it says uh, artist interpretation before something's built, when they're talking about a project, that mm-hmm. is what I did. And so uh, Mall of America, I drew some of the exterior illustrations and then some of the interior stuff as well. So. Wow, that's fascinating. That is definitely a connection point. It's honestly a connection point to college students, I think, because we we um learn like different things that you can like study and major in, but I, it seems like we don't always know the cool random careers that aren't in the children's books. 
you know, yeah. like architectural illustrator. How cool. Yeah. I, I tell when I would go and uh, visit uh, schools to, to do like a career day thing, I would tell them I get paid to draw. And so yeah. I was able to do that for the majority of my career, which has been pretty cool. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I, I got to do. And I've never visited. I've never been to most of these places, but yeah. I've, I've drawn them. So I, I know what they look like. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. And, and I guess what's the rest of your mini bio to like lead you from doing that to doing a podcast? And then we're going to definitely talk about a few pain points and what you can teach us today. Sure. Well, I, I am the husband to my New Yorker wife. I'm, I live in the Midwest in Indiana. It's kind of the green acres where I, I went to New York and found a wife and brought her back here. And uh, we've been married for 31 years and uh, she's just, she's the love of my life. And uh, we, we tried to kind of tie it into where the podcast goes. Uh, she and I uh, were not able to have children of our own, but through the, the blessings of adoption, we were able to adopt uh, two boys. And then that started a journey of discovery about what adoption and some of the challenges that adoption can present to adoptive parents. Little did we know uh, some of the things that we would be faced with. We had done our due diligence with our home study and, and prepping ourselves as much as we could. Uh, we became parents later in life. And so we had a lot of our foundations as far as our beliefs and stuff. We were we were solid on those things, but there are things that we just weren't aware of that we would be dealing with, with adoption. And one of those things that we discovered was the whole idea of adoption trauma. And mm -hmm. that's where we, we had to do some things that we never thought we would have to do as parents to help, especially our oldest son uh, navigate some of these challenges. What I've, what I'm doing with the podcast, something that lights me up and one of my favorite Bible characters is Barnabas in the book of Acts and how he was called son of encouragement. I love to encourage people. And I realized going through our journey of these challenges with adoption that we needed encouragement. We received encouragement from people, but I understand there are a lot of adoptive parents who don't don't realize that there are other people going through the same thing that they're going through. And so we, we, me and my wife through this podcast, I'm the voice of it, but you know, I talked to her about it as well. My mission is to be a support or an anchor for adoptive parents. That's why my tagline is biblical mindset support for adoptive parents and I call it anchors of encouragement because one of my favorite Bible verses is Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron. And it's just one of those things where I know what we needed and what we received. And I know what some of these adoptive parents are going to need. And so the podcast is trying to become that avenue and that that support line for these adoptive parents. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And and you just hit the nail on the head on describing when someone is going through something, they need encouragement and community in the same realm. 
like like the same applicable niche or at least close to right because you and i listen to a podcast for moms about podcasting and neither of us are moms um (laughs) but so i love that and so that that really tied in and i think that i'm gonna name a few pain points for like any of my listeners for one thing it would be awesome if if perhaps some of them have been adopted and and they're learning you know that they need some um similar support because they might have gone through trauma and other situations so guys go listen to his podcast and not just for that but just for encouragement because i've listened through and enjoyed some of it and i'm not even (laughs) the niche right but um how much so anyone listening and when i was in college i would feel like no one was quite doing the same thing as i was like i would commute to college personally and um sometimes it'd be a long commute and I went with some friends, but also they weren't Christian. And so, which I can totally have a a friendship with them, but I just didn't feel like there was anybody exactly doing what I was doing, if that makes sense. Um, Eventually, even though they weren't commuters, I did find a Christian group on campus that met in someone's home. And I got to tell you, it was like coming home. Speaking of encouragement, it was like when I'd go to their house Wednesday nights, we'd have supper together and a study. And it was like, you could just come in the door whenever you got there. It was just like encouragement. And I think anyone out there, if you're having a hard time in any area of life, like encouragement could be such a plus. So uh, there's my pain point uh, uh, points right there. Um, and Tim, we had some great P alliteration points. P alliteration points um to talk about today but did you want to follow up with anything i just said about um community and pain points or whatever before we get into that sure i mean i'm i'm a few years removed from the college days um now my my oldest son is just a, a two or three years younger than you but mm-hmm. uh i can still remember back to to being in college and this goes to the whole idea of being an anchor of encouragement, because when I was away from school, it, it just so happens when uh, I was considering where to go, uh, that my dad was trying to help find a church that I could attend while being away from home. And God works in, in mysterious ways, as you both we both know. Mm-hmm. The person who was the minister of the church I would be attending while I was at away at college just so happened and my dad didn't realize this until he contacted him was a person my dad went to college with at purdue wow and so this person uh became my second dad Mm. and whenever i was away from home and attending school and needed a ride anywhere this person would pick me up and take me because i didn't have a car at first Mm-hmm. So he was always taking me to pick up supplies or whatever I needed. And it was just a, an interesting way that I was able to get encouragement and find support when I was away from home. And that's why I go back to Proverbs 27, because this person sharpened me when I needed it as a young per- young man. And we had a, a lifelong relationship. You know, he he actually... It was interesting, and this is a side point, but when I graduated from college, uh, this person was looking to relocate, and he followed me back home and became the minister for the congregation in our community. Wow. So, and then for the next several years was that, and, uh, you know, 
I've known him for a long time. He just passed a year or two ago. But anyway, that's kind of a long story that when you're away from home, you need to find those support systems, mm -hmm. those people that you can lean on because uh, college can be lonely and it's really a, a challenge. I know one of the things my dad told me when I went away to school, he said, well, now we're going to see what kind of a job we did. And mm -hmm. he, he was putting me on notice saying, okay, you know how you were raised, you know, how you, we expect you to act. And so he said, now we're going to see what kind of job we did. And having, you know, a person like his college buddy to lean on helped me to, to stay the course while I was away. So that's kind of one of, you know, those kind of principles apply regardless of the situation you're in. I just happen to be applying them to the adoption niche in adoptive parents. That's mm -hmm. where I'm applying. But I have a friend who is in his mid to late 20s. He listens to the podcast regularly. He says, you know, I'm not an adoptive parent. But I can tell these principles apply regardless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Totally. And how you just talked about almost like a serendipitous or I would say God guiding encounter. How I met um, my group that I got connected with was I was at Starbucks on campus and this girl was there and I'm one of those annoying, friendly people who will say hi to someone in line, but I don't bug them too much. But mm -hmm. she struck up a conversation with me and she had her journal and Bible. So I asked about it and it led to like she invited me to this group, you know, and so there's that serendipitous, you know, connection point. And then I also liked what you had said as an anchor, like think of a ship. Why do we need an anchor? So we don't drift off to Zimbabwe or something. And it's not where you were planning on going. Like it's that stability also in a storm. So um, did you want to mention anything else about an anchor? And then can you tell us um, your three points, your three P points then, and let's get going on it. I'd love it. Sure. Well, the idea of the anchor came to me through working through how I was going to convey these ideas and this support system for adoptive parents and sometimes when you're going through the challenges of adoption trauma you feel like you're drowning mm -hmm. and so I, i'm playing off the metaphor because you're you're overwhelmed and i'm not going to get into all the specifics about that because that's really not the the idea of of what your podcast is but i can take the principles that i'm applying and share with your audience because they work regardless of who mm -hmm. you find whatever season you're in my people just happen to find themselves in the season of adoption and adoption trauma but when you feel overwhelmed there are times when you just want someone to throw you a lifeline mm -hmm someone that you can grab hold of and be your anchor that individual that will be your support system so that when you're floundering and you're you don't know which way to go you need somebody to pull you in and somebody that can help keep you grounded so when you're whenever you're facing these challenges that you aren't going to drift away that you aren't going to fall away mm -hmm. You know, and that's what happened to me in school when I had this individual who could be my anchor. I wasn't thinking of it as an anchor at that point. I was thinking of it with the proverb 27, iron sharpens iron. But really going back to that, 
mm-hmm. going back to that, it was he was my anchor. And there have been other individuals in my life who have been my anchors. But now getting back to this idea, I like to work with uh, alliterations because it helps me to to keep things in focus and helps me to remember them better. But I have three different ideas for anchor that I want to share with your audience. The first one, without hesitation, has to be God is your anchor mm-hmm. because people can disappoint us. People aren't, aren't always there for us. Even the best of intentions, sometimes people aren't there for us. But God needs to be your sole focus, your first go-to for your anchor. Definitely. And so the the first P is prayer, because you have access to God 24-7. And I'm going to share some verses with your audience. One of my favorites is in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, where... Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's a lot we can unpack in those two verses. But the the one idea I wanted to share here is when you find yourself overwhelmed or anxious or whatever you're going through that's so difficult, you have your go to anchor. You have God to go to because he doesn't want you to be uh, floundering. He wants you to be stable. And so he promises us that if we reach out to him and just let him know what's going on in our lives, that once you do that, he's going to give you that peace that surpasses understanding. It's, It's a peace that you can't comprehend, but it's happened to me in my life. And I'm sure it's happened to you as you've reached out to God you finally start feeling, okay, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my, uh, yeah, certainly. And, and, and I think what we talk about a lot on this podcast too, is how it seems like sometimes prayer has to be this special formula. And and that verse does tell us steps, which are great, but I really encourage students just talk, just pour your heart out. And if you don't know what to talk about, tell them about that bird you saw that flew overhead, because I think the enemy so much (laughs) wants us to just stop talking to him. And so I love that. So just talk. Um, And, and so you said that that is our first and foremost and always he's there, but do you think, I mean, I already have my opinion and know what you're going to say, but do Uh you think that God wants us to also have other people too, because, you know, it could just be us. We could be an island. We could be our own Christian. We don't need other people to, and, and and that's true because some people throughout history haven't had, have been in tough situations and not had a church community. But a lot of people are just like, I don't need church. I just have God and, and we're leave it at that. And like, what are your thoughts on that and tying prayer into our next steps? Yeah, I, he. I believe that he's designed the church to be our support system as well. I mean, he is. He's our go-to, mm-hmm. but he also realizes that there are things that, on a daily basis, that we need the influence and encouragement from one another. I mean, a, a few passages that quickly come to mind is Ephesians four, where he talks about the the makeup of the church and how that you're going to have people of all different levels 
and the goal is to bring everyone up to become a mature person, a mature Christian. That doesn't happen overnight, and that doesn't happen without work, and that doesn't happen without everybody doing their share, as mentioned in there. And the idea, one of the ideas is that there's no one that's not important or valuable from whoever you are. You have a role to play and you want to do what you can. One of the things I sign off with each episode is do what you can now. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't get into all the derivations of, of where I got that from, but you go to Mark 14 if you want to read about that. Um, but if each person does what they can, we can help each other. And so, and there's other passages that talk about encouraging one another. So the second P is your peers. And I've already talked about that a lot with the Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. You need that peer group. And otherwise there's going to be peers that are going to come into your life that can influence you in a negative way. You don't want that. And being away from college for the first time and having people that I could rely on really helped me. I saw, I saw too many people who were away from home for the first time and, you know, they started becoming influenced by the wrong things and their character changed because they, they allowed the influences of the world to take over. And that's something that is going to lead to disaster. And so you want to have that peer group, that peer anchor mm-hmm. to help you as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and just so prayer and peers. And I like what you laid out and we'll get to the third P. Um, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but I think they're also kind of laid out in order of importance because we got to have that God connection and then our peer connection. Um, but the third one is not one that I would have immediately thought of. And so um, if you can get into that one next, but I just wanted to acknowledge, I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but it's sometime around or after the new year, even if it's still in January or February, people are thinking about, you know, the year ahead and might even be not reaching their new year's resolutions yet. I think it was some statistics about like February 3rd is when people fall off the wagon. I don't know. So like, this isn't like a, like a stressor thing. This is a, what if instead of feeling bad about yourself, about not reaching these habits and goals, you don't have like a habit and goal of like, you have to do so many things, but like get plugged into a community. Like, I feel like that could support and infill and give life to you and your motivation of good habits and good things even beyond you know um trying to drink so much water each day even though I am all for water um Mm -hmm. so I I that just that's a little insight into when this might be coming out so prayer peers that's awesome and how would you like to tie that into the third one? You're a podcaster, Tim, so I'll just kind of let you, you flow <laughs> into the next step. <laughs> That's fine. Well, this next step actually is one that caught me off guard because, and this is one that I talk about a lot in my podcast, because um, I'll just give you a, the long, a, a brief uh, introduction to what's going on in my podcast, but my oldest son, it became necessary because of his adoption trauma to have him. um, He had to receive residential treatment, which meant that he was taken to a place. And for six months, uh, he was going under um, 
therapy to help him to understand why he was thinking and why he was acting in the way he was acting. And there's so much more that could be unpacked with that. But one of the things that happened was that when he went there, he had a lot of anger in his eyes. And that was because of the trauma. Um, he didn't like himself. And I remember after uh, a few weeks, we were visiting him and something was different in his eyes. He was mm -hmm. starting to get the sparkle back in his eyes. And I remember talking to one of his therapists because he was under watch 24-7. This was a residential place. And one of his therapists told me, she said, well, he's journaling. Mm -hmm. And I said, he's doing what? And she said, he's he's journaling. And I said, okay, I don't understand this because now this is coming from a guy who who never really understood or considered journaling. I thought journaling was what a high school girl did in a diary. <laughs> be totally honest with I you. love having you on talking on this because anyone out there who used to be a journal diary writer, like, why'd you give it up? Like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So that was my oh, preconceived uh, prejudice about it which I was totally wrong as I've done more investigating. And there's so many people that if I started dropping names, you'd go, oh my, they did. Yeah, there's a lot of people who journal. But anyway, I said, okay, help me understand how journaling is somehow helping him to like himself again. And here's what she told me. I, I never have forgotten this. She said, you can think of feeling you can speak a feeling, but if you want to touch a feeling, you need to write. I go, oh, because we can talk about it and we can think about it. But until we write, we don't actually touch the feelings. And so the third P is paper. Your third peer is you want to have paper because when you will touch those feelings, when you will write them down, there's something that happens. And I saw what it did for my son because he went, he went to residential treatment, not liking himself. And he started to learn to like himself again, which, you know, as a parent, you go, my son doesn't like himself. And it just, it tore us up, mm -hmm. but it wasn't any fault of our own. It was because of, of tr deep seated trauma that he experienced even in, in the womb. And that, that's a whole nother story as well. But to start to investigate and process those feelings, paper becomes necessary. And that's where you put pen to paper. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. There's no, there's no wrong way. As I like to say, there's only the right way. And it's W-R-I-T-E. You need mm -hmm. to write. Okay. You need to write down and you touch those feelings. Now, what's happened to me is, as you talk about having resolutions and such, I saw what it did for him. And so I said, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to try this on myself. Mm -hmm. And so every day, without hesitation and without missing, I'm doing some kind of journaling. And before we got on this, this episode, uh, recording it today, I said, I was up at 3.30 this morning. Mm -hmm. because the download was coming and I got up and just journaled. And then 
that's where the three P's came from. I had some ideas what I wanted to talk about, but that's where they came from. But I touched those feelings and it, it, it just takes different. There's a different way it, it happens every day. But I'll, I'll share this with your your audience, too. And this is something that occurred to me. I wish I had known this years ago. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known this years ago, but. I love the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the Psalms. And especially Psalms like from David or ASAP. They are, re- are real and raw. They talk about a lot of raw emotions. Now. If you break it down to it's very basic. They're writing. They're actually journaling. Mm-hmm. They are touching those feelings. And this this goes back to the, the first point with prayer. God wants us to vent. If something's bothering us, he wants to hear. He knows what's bothering us before we even talk about it. He knows the value of talking to him. And so we talk to him in prayer. Mm-hmm. He knows the value of having peers who can empathize with us. That's one of the reasons I do this podcast, because I understand what adoptive parents are going through. You understand the money mindset with college students. You can empathize. You can be that sounding board for them to to share their their frustrations and concerns. He wants us to do that with our peers. Yeah. He also, I believe, wants us to do it with paper. Mm-hmm. That's what David did. That's what ASAP did and what others did. And when you read through those under with that lens, you go, oh, wow, this stuff is real. This stuff is raw. But when you do it, you'll notice a pattern in there, too, because it's it's not just the fact that they they share all their frustrations. Once they get the junk out of their head, it's usually followed by gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so that's really a cool thing. So, again, kind of to recap, it's prayer. God is the number one source, the number one anchor we should have. Our peers are are a very important and valuable anchor. But paper is equally important as an anchor because it helps us to touch those feelings that we we're going through in life in our struggles. That's fantastic. I literally got my journal out <laughs> um, <laughs> and wrote down a couple points <clears throat> that you can think a feeling and speak a feeling. But if you want to touch a feeling, you need to write. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And to process those feelings, paper becomes necessary. And so I think this is just a, a conversation to anyone out there. Are you feeling in any way discouraged or stressed or overwhelmed or frustrated or Honestly, I'd also say feelings that you don't know how to like handle or process. I I will speak from experience. I have this like shelf in my room of just like a line of journals from when I was the youngster journaling as a diary, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um it helps you process. That's fascinating. And I I honestly I just kind of let you talk and and do the whole podcast for me. <laughs> so I don't really have any other questions except for I do want to acknowledge we feel this sometimes, but it seems like we don't always have time to do it. So can a prayer be quick? Can a journaling 
time be quick and 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 you can come back to it later can it be in between things you know in between classes like my listeners i think sometimes there's the thought of all or nothing i've had the feast or famine thought like if i'm going to journal i need an hour but like i also have learned you can do little parts here and there mm-hmm. um what about my busy college student and then also could you tie that in to where everyone can find you again sure well okay the first one about prayer, there's a fascinating section of scripture in the book of Nehemiah because you know, I think it's in chapter two, but Nehemiah is upset because he's received word about the walls of Jerusalem being destroyed. They're, they're in shambles. And that's because Nehemiah finds himself in Persia from taking into captivity from the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So I know where you're going with this. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Nehemiah is upset and his job is he's the cupbearer before the king. And he's never been upset when he's been in the presence of the king. I mean, that's one of those things you don't, you got to be careful because this guy has, he can just be upset with you and say, okay, I'm done. You're, you're dead. Nehemiah had never been upset in front of the king. And then the king notices that he's upset. And he says, well, why, why are you upset? What's going on? And it says that Nehemiah prayed to God. Now, it doesn't say how long that prayer was, but there had to be some kind of an, a, a pause between the question that the king asked him and Nehemiah's response. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was very long. And what I'm you got to respond to the king. <laughs> yeah, he's got to respond. So, he, you know, he can't be going away for an hour at a time like Jesus did in the garden. So I'm thinking it was, God, please help me know what to say or something along those lines. I'm I'm just kind of in, interjecting my ideas, but it was something quick. So that tells me that prayer doesn't have to be something long. It can be something really simple. And so, you know, tying that in, I, I think that really helps to know that you know prayer can be short and sweet get to the point god can help you journaling you know there's a lot of people me included get hung up with the process because you think okay what are you going to do be honest with you sometimes i'll get up and i'll I'll write down so nothing's coming to me and so i might copy a bible verse Mm -hmm. but copying that bible verse it triggers something. Or if, if I'm upset, sometimes I'll just say things aren't going well. And you just vent for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter the length of time. The important thing is to write. So don't, you know, don't think you have to have, you know, you can buy the fancy journals, you can buy the fancy pens and all that stuff. I had the compositions books you can get at a dollar general store, you know, for, you know, I get, several at a time, just at a buck or two a piece. And so I I go through pens at an alarming rate, but I keep, I just keep it as simple as possible, but it works. It really helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that doing it quick and simple. And speaking of quick, simple encouragement and tidbits, Tim is great at getting his information into concise podcasts where sometimes I wax on for a while. (laughs) Uh, You're quick three, five, 10 minute podcast. So can you tell us all where to find you and get some more of these downloads of encouragement? Sure. The podcast is called Anchors of Encouragement. Uh, it's available on multiple platforms. Apple is one of the, the largest presence I have. 
but it's also available for Android users on Spotify. There are there are platforms I wasn't even aware of, but it's available on about any platform you can find. Uh, when uh, Karen and I were going through our training for podcasting, um, we learned how to to put it out there. And I recently came across there's like over a hundred different places you can you can put your podcast. So you search for anchors of encouragement. I'm going to come up, and uh, I, if you have if you know of adoptive parents, or if you want to consider adoption, or even even young ladies your age, if if you're considering adoption plans, um, this podcast could be for you because we talk about a lot of different things uh, related to adoption. Mm-hmm. But even if you aren't, there are principles that we've talked about today that I apply. So regardless of the se- the season you find yourself in, I, there's a lot of things you can get from this podcast. So I would, I'd love to have you as a listener, um, you know, drop me a note and let me know what you think of it. That's awesome. And it totally ties into us. So as we close up today, we're here to help you get through college with enough money and mental peace. And I think these steps of encouragement and Tim's podcast can help with totally the mental peace aspect of it. So thanks for coming on, Tim. And well, I appreciate I'll it. see you all next time. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. And if one of the steps for you to build a legit friend group and anchor of community is an online Facebook group, come on and join our Christian College Grow community to get connected with like-minded people and just go and vent in the community. Ask for prayer. Ask me random money and you know, decision questions. I'd love to have you. That's Christian College Girl Community. And who knows, maybe in the future, the name has changed. So you can just follow the link in the description, you know, in the show notes. And I'd love to have you guys. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.